Hey guys, welcome to week seven of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Today we sat down and spoke to Ash Ball of Instone Creative. Ash has a pretty interesting story and his business Instone share a lot of similarities with Virtus. So it was pretty cool to, to hear from him why he do, does what he does and all the little things and differences that he finds throughout the day at his work. He also works for a company called Project Rocket, uh, which is an anti-bullying, anti-hate and anti-prejudice movement. So that was really cool. Um, This was a lot of fun. So enjoy. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Hey guys, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is week seven. I'm sitting here with Ash Ball of Instone Creative. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself, about your journey, about, yeah, who's Ash Ball? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a hard question to answer. Uh, well, right now I run Instone Creative uh, yep. as the owner and the operator, which is cool. Essentially, that name gives no details to what we do. So um, we, we are a music school essentially, but um, yep. the whole idea of the music school is beyond teaching, it's to like cultivate culture um, for, for people to learn. Um, I found for, well, at least for me, learning music and from the feedback I was getting from people in the community, it was like, yeah, like there's places to go learn music, but uh, it's just not right for me. Like, yeah. I just don't feel comfortable. Or, like I have like older students who are like, you know, middle-aged who are like, I'm not going to go hang out in like a waiting room this like dodgy looking place with these like 10 year olds and feel uncool (laughs) so I was like I wanted to create a place that was like you know what like wherever you're at like let's just teach you from where you're at rather than like let's just teach the same thing over and over again it's like yeah all your basic stuff that they've probably already done at some point right yeah it's like um similar to you guys like getting to know someone's journey first and getting to know where they're at I think is so important I think like I don't know my philosophy on everything is like you can you can teach anyone like anything really yeah. but it's about like the engagement or the communication that's important yeah. it's like it's not about what I'm teaching it's about how we get the result that you want yeah um, yeah so that's what I do amongst a bunch of other things but yeah. yeah essentially that's what I'm focusing on anyway how long have you been in the music industry for or how long have you been a musician yourself oh good question uh I, it's weird people ask start you from that. the start mate. yeah people ask you that question you sort of like am I a musician am I in um, <laughs> I think I started well I would have, I started music when I was a kid I, I've always like sung music I think my granddad gave me a guitar when I was like four or five yeah and like clearly couldn't play it but he gave it to me found it on like start a, somewhere you know like hard rubbish days yeah it was like a similar story to that I think it was like in a Selvos bin or something and he got it to me and I remember sitting there he was a mechanic so he used to like fix engines and yep. I remember sitting there just like playing to him like for all day like seven hours at least and it would have been terrible now that I think about it like he and he sat there being like good job son like <laughs> that's, that's great um and I think that was like once I did that I was like I want to do this like I want to be able to do it you know? yeah cool um, but it's, it's just a journey like you kind of it's like anything if you're passionate about it or you love it you just kind of find yourself doing it all the time it's yep. not something that you're like 
all right, I'm going to do this. It was just sort of something that I just kept. Kept. I just couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. How did it progress from that guitar um, to... Well, I started learning. Then I, like, begged begged and begged my parents to buy me a bass guitar. Yeah. Thought that was the instrument for me because it had less strings and it'd be easier. Um, And I begged them for, like, two years and then they got me one. And then I begged them to get taught, like... Give me lessons. Let me <laughs> let me learn. Um, and then I did that. And then, like like most bass players, they sometimes get bored. And then started learning guitar. Um, and I played in some some band at school. It's like a um, battle of the bands thing. Cool. And uh, as the bass player, and they needed me to do like backing vocals. Nice. And I was like, I remember being like, no, I'm like, no way. I'm not standing on a microphone. No, yeah. not a chance. Um, and then I I did it. And by did it, I think I just like mimed or like pretended that I was doing it. But then after that, I was like, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to sing. Cool. And then from there, I just love it. Love nice. singing. And my favorite thing is to teach voice. Like, uh, I love I love the voice. It's kind of like like how you guys think about muscles. Like, I yeah. get to think of the same way, but just like all these internal things happening. That's I get really, really cool. geeky on like the science behind it. And nice. Like that. Um, yeah. That's, that's really, that's really, really cool. What, what are the main type of people that come into Instone and what are the main things you want to teach them? Great question. Um, so, like, well, generally, the weird thing is I set up Instone, and most people think, like, music school, they're like, okay, you're going to get, like, the generic, like, kids that want to start learning. And it's yep. funny, the way we've set it up, it's like, we just don't get that. Like, the people that come to us are generally the people that are, like, I was saying to someone the other day, like, most of my students are, like, you know, mums and dads, or, like, um, in their, like, 20s, and yep. they don't want to be there to mm-hmm. learn as such. They want to be there to craft something. And, yeah, like, that's cool. understand like songwriting or understand how like not only can I be a better singer but like how can I apply that yeah like I've always wanted to play a gig so how can I get to that point where I can play a gig yeah um so yeah so it's generally like the the average age is like anywhere from like 20 all the way through to like I've got like 60 something year old students at the that's, cool. So that's really cool it's really cool it's like yeah. every day is such a it's it's cool because you can communicate with such different like groups of people with yeah. different loves and different musical tastes and it's awesome What's what's been the main difference between say a twenty year old and a six year old in terms of teaching, but in terms of you learning off them as well? Oh, I think I think the coolest thing about doing this is because it's so it's one on one. Like you learn so much off other people. Yeah. Like they're essentially paying you to teach them, but at the same time, I feel like you learn off them. I feel like I'm robbing them sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, wow, like, you're teaching me so much about things. Yeah. And, um, but I think, like, everyone, I, I don't know, I operate from this place, kind of like doing a podcast. Like, yeah. When you have a conversation with people. It should never be about, like, a one-sided thing. Yeah. Like, what can you do for me? It's yeah. like, if you're having an honest conversation, you can both be gaining. It's back and forth, everyone wins. Yeah. yeah. I think like, every student, there's something to learn off them or, you know, even if it's the way that they, like, I have a heap of students who are just, like, really, just really sweet people, like, yeah. really nice people. And I'm like, not only do I love teaching you, but you're teaching me a lot about character and, like, how to be a better person. Awesome. And that's my favorite thing. Cool. If it goes beyond like, oh, you taught me a new song. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you actually... So much more than that. Yeah, you yeah. taught me how to act in a situation or how to be a good person in, in yep. a moment when you need to be. That's cool. What's, cool. what's the, the one lesson that you've learned off other people about yourself? Oh. Jeez, I never thought about that. That's a good point. Lesson I've learned about myself. I think... Um, well, they've taught me a lot about myself, really. Yeah. What are the main, what um, main things? I think the one thing that I've learned from other people is just how like um, like passionate you can be about the things that you love, like yep. and and for the hundred percent opposite of self gain, 
I think a lot of us think of like passion in people. We look at people with passion and we're like, what are they doing that for? Like, what are they gaining out of that? And I think those people have taught me that like, actually, you know what? Like this passion is, it's, it's cool because I'm sharing it. It's not cool because I'm gaining from it. Yeah. Like, um, and I'm sure you find that too. Like you train someone yeah. and then they get inspired and they do some like cool stuff and you're like, yeah, yeah like that's exactly. awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And then you like get behind them and then they've inspired someone else who gets behind them, which is just, just that ripple effect of inspiration yeah. that comes from one person's passion. You know, that's, that's, that's awesome. what I love about that. I guess community environment because you feed off so many different people and you learn so many different things yeah. about yourself, but that comes from a selfless point of trying to help someone else. Yeah. And that's the best part about it. And I mean, that's... That's why like, I admire what you guys are doing like at Virtus, right? Because it's not, it's not hey, here's, here's a gym. Yeah. It's like anyone can have a gym. It's like, but you've created a place where it's like, hey, here's a gym and our purpose is not only to make you fit, but our purpose is to involve you in a community of people and make you feel like you've done better every day. Find those little being, things that... It's awesome. little, those little wins day to day. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. It's, it's not really just cool. a business. It's like a, um, like a social change or like a cultural change that you're creating too. Appreciate that. Yours is yours is pretty similar because like your whole goal was to create something that wasn't a regular musical, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. What what are the main I guess differences if someone had never heard of you before? What are the main differences between you and your stock stand and run of the mill? Cool. That's school? a really good question. Um. So essentially, the way the the biggest difference I find this I reckon there's like two main differences. The first is that we teach from a recording studio. Yeah. So the cool benefits of that is automatically that, they're in that yeah, environment I mean you're not going like here's a room it's like well here's everything at your fingertips um, that you can learn yep. straight away there's no like alright well next week I'll bring in that you know it's like it's all here let's go like, yep. let's learn let's spend the next hour gaining whatever it is you need yep. the second thing that I think is the biggest and the whole philosophy of why I even bothered yep. was like I, I knew a lot of music teachers in fact I worked for a lot of music schools and um, I did and I just found that like that model of like teaching a student and like inspiring them and then bringing in another student and teaching them the same lesson. Yeah. And it just, it seemed like you weren't gaining anything from it for them. Yeah. And it seemed like to me, like, I was like, I don't know, I've just, I've always known, like, I studied youth work and I learned a lot about engagement with people and I learned that like everyone engages in such a different level. Yeah, definitely. You know? And if I just teach you the same thing that I taught, like, for example, like when we spoke about before about the age, you know, if I teach, you know, a six-year-old student who wants to learn how to just sing one song. Yeah. And then I've got the next student I've got is a 24-year-old that wants to craft an artistry where they can gig every weekend. Yeah. Like, I can't teach you the same <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, it's got to be completely different. Yeah. And it um, challenges your skill set as a teacher as well. It's insane. Yeah. Right? It's like, you, you can't just come in with your stock standard, like, here's a, sh- here's a worksheet. Like, let's go through it. Yeah. Like, it's like, you really have to think about, like, well, if that's your goal, and, well, how, how the heck are we going to get there? Yeah, like, that's cool. How do I get you to a point where you're comfortable and confident to do yeah. it? You have to throw out that cookie cutter approach and go, well, yeah, everyone comes in and like we, you probably ask similar questions to us. We ask, what are your goals? And then where are you now? Like there's a lot of different ways to get there, but you've got to figure out totally. what's going to be the most efficient, what's going to be the best. Totally. Yeah. And I think like we were chatting before off mic, but yeah. that, the idea of like, like how important it is to actually get to know someone before yeah. you, you even think about any of the other stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you first come into a lesson, you expect to sit there and sing. And I don't reckon I ever have a first lesson where we sit there singing the whole time. Yeah. Because, like, really, we're both interested in getting to know each other. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be taught from someone that you have no idea about. But yeah. also, I want to know everything about you. Like, tell me how you work. Like, yeah. let's get to know each other so that when we do start learning, heck, it's going to be like fire because I'm going to teach you the way you know and, you know, it's going to work like that. It's, we, we have a very similar approach in here. Like, if we 
we have some people come to us for exercise, right? Which is one part of their lives. But if we don't understand every single part of their life and how, you know, what they do for work, what they do on the weekends, what they spend their time doing, then we're not going to be able to understand that full picture and that full story. And, you know, people kind of get not a little bit taken aback, but I guess the first question I ask is why you're here. And that kind of opens up a whole Pandora's box of here's my life story in, in an hour and we do our intro sessions and we don't tend to get down into the gym in those intro sessions purely because it's what can I learn about you to help you down the track because yeah. there's no point training someone or teaching someone how to, how to sing a song for 20 minutes without actually understanding yeah. why they're there what they want and what they want out of it totally yeah, um, that's true. yeah I think that's I think that's where we're, we're similar in that, that sense yeah, like it's cool. above everything it's like about the person always you know yeah. not the not the why do you exist it's about why they're here and I think it's exactly. so important yeah. yeah where did the name come from Instone Creative it's a really good question ah uh, yeah that's it's a really good it's point. a different name um, yeah I think uh, at first my whole the, the approach of Instone was like well we wanted to be I didn't want to relate to a music school in any way I didn't want to yeah. be like uh, something such and such music school because yeah. it had to be different enough that people the right people would be like yeah you know what like that's different enough for me to give it a go yeah. so that was where it started I mean, the whole philosophy of, like, a stone for me is that, like, one, like, a stone is a solid object, but yep. also, like, a stone is, like, chipped and, like, it is it is something unique. It's unique, yeah. You know, in That's every cool. sense. Um, and it's not like, you know, how some people use the, like, the saying around a diamond and it's such a cliche. It's like, well, hang on, a stone can be, like, dirty and, like, like and that's where you could be at, you know? Yep. You could want to, like, to sing, like you know, screamo in a band. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to come to places like, we make diamonds that shine. <laughs> like, so for me, like, in some is this idea of, like, you know what, like, every single student that's here yep. is part of a culture that's different. That's cool. So it's like, not only are you different, but if you come here, we're going to connect into a culture that's completely different. Um, yeah, and it's about, like, changing that that idea. Um, so that's where, yeah, where it came from. And the whole idea of creative is, like, every lesson is taught from a creative point of view rather than a than a theoretic point of view. Like, yeah. Um, for me, like, for music, I'm not sure what it's like for, like, health science, but... There's generally like two ways you can go about it. There's like the patterns way and the like mathematical way. Yeah. Or there's like the creative way, and everyone teaches the pattern. Yeah. No one's going into the creative, creative. as much. Yeah, like, yeah. But I was like, well, what if we could use the creative to teach the pattern? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've created something that's completely different. Yeah. And that was the philosophy of the name. That's really cool. It's like let's bring them together. Like let's create something. You know. Why is what's creat- creativity to you? It's a really good point. I think um, for me, creativity, and I've thought about this a lot yeah. generally because it's in the name. It's so in the name, yeah. I had to think about yeah. it. Um, but creative, I feel like we put like so much emphasis on it. It's yeah. like creativity. It's like, draw me a picture or like... Are you creative or you're not creative? Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I wrote a blog on that recently. It's like, you've either got it or you don't, right? Yeah. Because like, people have this attitude of creativity. It's like, no, I'm not creative. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you are. Like, we all are. And for me, that's what it comes down to. It's like the ability to think of a new thought. Yeah. But not only that, to act on it. I think that's the difference. Yeah, I think we can all cool. think something new. Yeah. But then we'll follow somebody else's thought. That's cool. It's like creativity is simple. It's like I've thought of something new and now I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And even though that sounds simple, it's yeah. hard to do, right? It's hard to motivate There's yourself. There's a big difference between simple and easy. Yeah. It's, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, something it's not new. easy, but it's yeah. simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's something that, like, I can't remember who it was. Someone said this, is, this place is really creative the other day. And I'm not a very, like, I tell myself yeah. I'm not a very creative person, but we've been able to create an environment that is completely different. So Absolutely. in that aspect, I guess we are creative, which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Why do you think creativity is so important for so many people? 
Yeah, cool. That's a really good point. Um, I think creativity is important. Well, firstly, I'd say like creativity is important in everyone's life. Yeah. You know, and people, um, I think we limit creativity to creativity to the creative elements that we like the byproduct of creativity which might be like art or music or, yeah um and like you said you're telling yourself you're not creative only because you're like oh, i don't paint like, well, <laughs> yeah, like, i don't paint i, don't I sing. can't sing if you have me to carry anybody like i'm terrible <laughs> yeah, right I'm horrible <laughs> yeah i'm like i just can't sing like yeah. but um i think creativity like you guys is like oh, actually you know what like let's just create a gym that's like about people yeah oh you're creative all of a sudden it's like yeah. i thought of this idea i did it yeah. Um, so I think it's important getting back to your question sorry I go off on tangents no tangents are good um, getting back to your question I think it's important because otherwise we just kind of follow the, the, the trends you know we follow the crowd and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but I mean if you've had an idea like it's innovation it. it's like yeah. if you act on that idea and uh, I got this saying at my other job and it's like um, trust me your passion looks good on you that's it's like cool. this idea is like we always try and wear other people's ideas all the time and that's cool but at the same time, when you've got your idea, it's like, if you put that on, trust me, everybody else is going to watch you and go, hey, you know what? That's cool. Like, good on you for actually giving it a go. And if you fail, you fail. Like, who cares? I like that. You know? Yeah. That's, that's really important because so many people, I guess, just tell themselves that their passion isn't good enough or what they want to do isn't good enough. So totally. they try and follow a path that isn't their path. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, re- that's really interesting. And it's something that probably you guys would be fostering that environment where people can start to show themselves and tell themselves or and actually that's what I'm looking for allow them to show themselves as to what they really are rather yeah. than everyone else's preconceived idea of what they should do totally yeah I mean you guys would see that here I'm sure too right like bringing people yeah. out of their shells to oh like, yeah actually no this is what you kind of look like and they go yeah. oh like really that's me like yeah I never saw myself as that yeah um, yeah, it's like even like if I can think of like a real example, it's like when a student comes in and I'm like, you know, so like, tell me a song that you like, like or whatever, and they'll be like, you know, I like this song. I'm like, oh cool, let's sing it, and yep. then I'll completely play it in a completely different way, and yep. they're just staring at me like, yeah, because they they want to be like the artist yeah. that they're here, and they they can't understand how to make it their own. It's yep. like, and that progression of going actually, you know what, let's take that, and this is like one of my big things I'm passionate about. We do like live sessions, like videos with artists or like students. That's cool. And the whole premise is like, yeah, okay, you like that song because you connect with it, but how make can, it your own. How can you connect with that more yeah. as you? Yeah. Like, because you're not David Bowie, so you didn't write that song. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's let's work out a way that when people watch you, they're gonna go, wow. Like not only yeah. is that you can sing, but all of a sudden they're they're, they're staring at it, like paying attention because they're yeah. like, you know what? You're connecting with me on a different level with this song. Right? That's awesome. Which I love. That's like it brings me so much joy. You know? Yeah, it's awesome. Why is that culture and that environment so important? Culture and environment, that specific culture environment. Yeah, or your culture and environment, and yeah. creating that place where people can be themselves. I think it's so important. I think I. I don't want to get on a rant with this kind of stuff. Now go nuts. <laughs> but I think like in you know, I think we're, we li- we live in a culture holistically anyway, like societal culture. Yeah. Um. That's like. <laughs> it's kind of confused I reckon at the moment. Yeah. like we're kind of confusing things all the time so many different elements yeah. which is why people get confused yeah I reckon and I don't think anyone's doing anything wrong I think I think there's a lot of people with a negative mindset like you know social media is, you know <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah like I can see the pros and the cons to everything but yeah. we need to create spaces and, and environments where actually you know what people can feel free to be themselves um, and express themselves the yeah. way they want definitely um, and yeah, it's like that saying, like, trust me, your passion looks good on you. I think often we rank things now. Yeah. It's like we're ranking everything that we do. It's like, oh, but that person does that, and they're up on the top of the ladder. 
Yeah. So I, I think my passion is like, like I'm not a singer. Not as important or not as good. Or... No, I don't really want to write music. Yeah. Um, so my passion's sort of down here. Yeah. It's like, no, actually, like, let's create a culture where no matter what you're passionate about, there's no ranking of it. It's sort of just like, well, that's what you're passionate about, yeah. so let's do it. Let's do it. Let's explore yeah. it. Um, which I think is important. Sure. I think everyone needs that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, going back to that, and I'm sure you guys see it here a lot, but like, once someone like realizes that or feels free to express it, I think that's what it is. I feel like people know their passion, but they're often too scared to express it. Yeah, them. yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah. once they feel free, then they, they all, all, all of a sudden they like glow. They're like this different yeah. kind of person. They might be still doing the same job, yeah. they might be, but they, they found what it is that they're like, actually, you know what? I care about that. Yeah, like, this is what really makes a difference. They're just showing up. Yeah. It's being present and actually enjoying the yeah. things that you do day to day. Totally. And I'm sure you're someone who lo- loves your job. Love yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I love it. Tell me about your other job. It's, okay. it's a little bit different. It is a little bit different. So um, I work for a social enterprise. Yeah. They're called Project Rocket, um, and I've worked for them for three, coming up to three years, uh, and we're so we're Australia's youth-driven movement against bullying, hate, and prejudice. That's our like thing, and basically our vision is that um, we imagine a world where um, kindness and respect thrive over bullying. Um, and allows a place where young people, in particular, because we work with young people, yep. um, feel like they're free to live to their potential or like express the things that they are. Yep. Um, and I, yeah, I do that pretty much every day. So I get to travel around Australia running workshops in uh, really cool. schools. Um, amongst a whole bunch of other things, like at the moment I'm um, working with YouTube, which is really cool, um, yep. on creating some content around uh, young people and like what we want to chat about in school. Um, so it's called Project Rocket TV. That's cool. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really cool. So I do that every day too, which is keeping me super busy. But yeah. um, I find like the link for me is like as long as I'm working in a place where I'm, where culture's shifting and culture's changing, like yeah. that's where I need to be. You know, I need to be in a place where we can start build culture. And I feel like you know if you can get into schools and young people. That's where it starts. Yeah, that, that's where it's at. Like yeah. if young people honestly grab hold of that passion, like I say, and like run with that. Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. insane. Like what could happen? Or what could change, you know? What are the main lessons that you, when you go into schools, that you want to teach and you want to get out of people? Yeah, cool. Out so of the kids. That's a really good point. I think, like, the biggest thing for us, so Project Rocket was started 10 years ago by, yep. like, a couple of sisters. A few things have changed since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they started it and they were sort of, like, pretty fresh out of school and were like to themselves, you know what? You know what didn't work for us? You know, like, the people that came yeah. and just yelled at us or the people that made us feel guilty or, like, just shut us off it doesn't foster growth no nah, it no. doesn't encourage anyone you yeah. know? so they created they're like why don't we do it and that's that kind of attitude like you guys have yeah. done or in stone right just create something that's different yeah like yeah. why don't we just do it it's like okay let's do it and then they did it and then 10 years later we're still doing it so they started off as like just doing anti-bullying but we do a lot of like cyber related yeah. bullying stuff so um like but not going in and telling you that the internet's bad like we use it every day so yeah. it's like equipping young people with ways that they can actually stand up for themselves or a mate without facing any social risk Yep. for themselves like yeah. we we um we often talk about it like it's um you know often people like blame the technology like why isn't facebook doing anything <laughs> you know like why isn't yeah. instagram doing it but essentially it's kind of like a it's like a, the social issues or the same social constructs that we've had yeah that are just playing out in a new way it's just a different medium that yeah they're being portrayed on i guess so i don't think it's a, i think a lot of time we're focusing on the technology when we could be equipping young people that actually how do we create a culture online that yeah. we want to be a part of yeah and I guess that's what we're doing, like we're encouraging young people to do, which is really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. What, is, yeah. what are the main areas you feel as though we need to improve as a society and as, I guess, younger people yeah. in online? How can we improve to stop that, I guess, hate and prejudice and stuff from growing? And Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, 
I think the easiest thing is to, or not easy, again, simple, simple. versus easy. Simple, yeah. The simplest thing is to ask yourself when you see something that maybe goes against who you are yep. in the online world. You're like, I'm sure we've all had those moments. I know I have. Yeah. You're like scrolling through <clears throat> your news feed and you like see something. By the way, for yeah. the podcast people, I am doing this. The <laughs> um, you're scrolling through your news feed and you're like, ugh. Yeah, I don't like that. Jeez, that's a bit mean. Yeah. But then you like keep scrolling and it's not because we're bad people. It's because yeah. we're like, what the heck do I do? Like, yeah. I just saw it. So like, do I have... But like the biggest thing is like asking yourself the impact. You know, yeah. And be like, and the way we ask it at school is like when you see something go down, like ask yourself like, am I going to be part of the problem or the solution? Yeah. Um, and that's a big question. But essentially, it's like the problem is just ignoring it or like sharing it to our mates. Yeah. But the solution could be as easy as like reporting it. Yeah. Or even like reaching out to the person it was about and be like, hey, I saw someone comment on your thing. Hey, that's not okay. Yeah. That's not cool. Like yeah. it was gross, and I just want to let you know, like I saw it and didn't think it was cool. And like. It's, that is easy, right? Like, yeah. you're not risking anything for yourself. Um, you haven't shown anyone that you're, you know, hey, look at me, I'm trying to start an argument. Yeah. You're just like, actually, you know what, I, I have an impact. That's make. not okay, yeah. And, and I'm going to try and do something about this. Yeah. Well, one, of, one of the quotes we've actually got written up on the wall, or printed up on the wall, is Sweet. the standards we walk past are the standards we accept. Nice. And for us, we use it in, in our environment for all the things we do, but I think it's... It's one of those, I think David Hurley said it, he's, it's one of those things that can be, if you think of that quote and you see something that, hey, I'm not okay with that, you can make an impact straight away. Yeah. And so many people kind of go, oh, no, I can't help, or like, my voice isn't going to be heard, or Absolutely. there's no point. But it, it takes, you change the world by helping one person at a time. And Absolutely. I think that's really, really important for kids these days kids these days for, for <laughs> young for younger generations and for all of us who are growing up with this new social media yeah. and it's that if we see something we don't like make make a change or sh- yeah. tell your opinion or just tell someone hey that's not okay yeah um and and that's how we move forward and that's how we improve exactly and like social media is one of those things that's looked at so negatively. Yeah. And um, I had a really good chat with one of the guys last week in the podcast Sweet. about it, but we just, it's one of those things that it's here, whether we like it or not. Yeah. We've got to figure out how we can turn it into a positive, Absolutely. positive result for everyone. And yeah. that's, that's something you guys are doing daily. Yeah. Passionate about it too. Yeah. 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 How, how important is that passion to, to be doing something that makes a change? Um, yeah, I think it's massive. I think, well, I mean, we're all different, right? Like, we're all driven by different things, but for, of like, course. I can only speak personally about it. But um, for me, like, like I, I want nothing more than to do that. And yeah. um, I, I see a difference, too, in, like, create, what's the words? Like, creating change for yourself or creating change that's for others and for long-lasting. I feel yeah. like um, I've done both in my time, you know, like, done music and things like that. And the biggest amount of impact on my life has been that gradual change in others, like... It's nothing to do with me. Like, no one, you know, if a young person stood up for someone, like, I'm not going to know about it. But yeah. I'm happy to, by the fact that I was able to, like, be the person that instilled that change or encouraged that change. Kind of like you guys. Like, yeah. you probably don't see half the results of the stuff. You might see no. the physical results, but yeah. you're not at home with these guys, like, going, hey, you know what? Like, because they've been training three times, like, they're motivated now yeah. to be better, like, at this. And it's, it's cool because we get some, some messages sometimes and, and just from people, individual messages, and it might be, hey, I went for a hike for 20 minutes or an hour or two hours that I didn't think I could do six months ago. And it's those really? little changes that we don't see all the time. And yeah. we, But just getting that little bit of feedback, say, hey, what you're doing is actually yeah. making a difference. It's really, really cool. And how inspiring for like, you, right? Like yeah. You do this every day. It reminds you, wake, you why you do yeah, it. Yeah, you wake up yeah. at five o'clock, like you said earlier to me. <laughs> like, like, to get here yeah. in the morning when it's pitch black in the middle of winter is not yeah. easy. And it's like, that's why you do it. 
you don't do it for other people to go, hey man, good job. Like, yeah. You're doing it because actually that 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 stuff lasts. Like yeah. that stuff's going to be long lasting. It's not just going to be like, hey, here's what I did this week. It's yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Here's what I did this week to create something that might happen for the next year yeah, or the next couple of months, years, 10 years you know? time. Yeah. Like one of my goals, <clears throat> we, we focus mostly around movement and strength. Yeah. One of my goals is for everyone to be happy, healthy and be able to deadlift when they're, when they're a hundred. So it's not something <laughs> I'm awesome. not going to know yeah. <laughs> if they're deadlifting yeah. and happy and healthy when they're a hundred. I hope, I hope I still know most of them, but it's one of those things that it, you foster an environment where people want to grow and improve. Yeah. And then it's that snowball effect. And I'm sure everyone that you speak to in schools, you have that lasting effect on all these kids that, they're going to look at the situation differently next time and, and time yeah. after that. And that's really cool. And I think, like, even, like, with you guys, when you get people in, like, it's not about, like, focusing on where people have been in the past or, like, the times that they've made a decision. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't the right decision. It's like, it's not... Who cares? Like, yeah. They're never going to be perfect. It's you just can't learning, learning, learning from yeah. each of those experiences. Yeah, and it's a difference between, like, making an instant change or just a gradual kind of cultural change. It's, yeah. it's that, you know? It's like, well, next time you see it, like, have a think. You know, and you still might make a bad decision. You still yeah. might make, make... I do it every day. I make crap decisions all the time. Yeah, of course. But I can then go, okay, cool, just ask yourself the same question tomorrow and be yeah. better. It's like you said to me before, one of your catchphrases, be better, right? Yeah. Hashtag be better. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing. Like, okay, could have done that a little bit better. Hashtag tomorrow I'll be do better. better. Yeah. You know, and exactly. the next day you might do yeah. a bit better. Next decision you face or whatever. Yeah, and it's just that gradual improvement. Yeah. Every step you walk up, you're just going to get a little bit closer to where you want to get to. Totally. And I think we live in such like an instant... I was having a chat the other day with someone about it but it's such like we live in such an instant gratification kind I of want world. it now yeah, like, <laughs> yeah not only do I want it now but can you give me feedback now yeah. <laughs> tell me now yeah um, but it's like if, if we use that instant feedback that we get to improve like imagine like we would all be living such like extraordinary lives you know because yeah. we'd be like okay cool that didn't work you know move on yeah. next day be better yeah know? I think exactly. that's cool it doesn't it doesn't take yeah it doesn't take six weeks or six months it's a it's a lifetime of constantly improving and being better and as soon as we start looking past and from our industry those six eight week 12 week challenges or hey i'm just going to go on a diet for the next six weeks or something like that when we start looking at well yeah i want to be strong and happy and deadlifting when i'm 100 then every decision is a long-term decision right and it's a sustainable decision and it's a something that you can we can actually change down the track and that's how we improve that social media and that that reaction to social media um rather than just going oh it's it's no good it's a negative thing mm. we can't improve it yeah I think as soon as you put something in that negative box it's like well then what's the point what's the point you know yeah. like why how can we how can we leverage it like, yeah how can you make a positive like, exactly you know, exactly which yeah, is cool. really cool yeah what are the main challenges you face day to day in either job both jobs That's a really good question yeah. what are the main challenges you face uh, I think start with in stone okay um the main challenge is, I think, sometimes there's, like, different challenges. Obviously, there's, like, yeah. challenges when you're coaching or, like, teaching. Um, but to be honest, I love those challenges. So I don't really go, oh, that's a challenge. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Let's challenges are the things that help us to improve, yeah. so it's a win. Yeah, it's a win. Um, but I'd say, like, the biggest challenge is, like, is, and I'm not sure how you get, like, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but, um, like, staying motivated in what you do and just being like, you know what, like, even though I can't see the results today yeah. and, like, you know, crap happened today. You know, I, you know, for example, you might have like a student moved away. You know, yeah. Damn, I lost a student. You know, yeah. they were awesome. They were kicking goals, and it's like keeping yourself on track, being like, you know what, that's not what it's about. Yeah. Like you're still in their life for X amount of time, and hopefully, whatever happened during that time inspired them to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, I think that for me is my biggest challenge. Cool. Um, obviously, because in stone at the moment, it's like essentially just me. It's like yeah. some days you wake up, and you're like, ah, oh, 
I want to do more. I like, yeah. I want more of this. You know. Frustrated that lack of yeah lack of progress. But yeah, but hard work only pays off in the long run. You got to keep working hard. You know. Exactly. What about you guys? Like, how do you find that? Like, what's well, which I'm gonna flip it on. I'm gonna yeah. flip this podcast. <laughs> Good from you. What's your um, biggest challenges like every day? I guess that's probably very very similar. Yeah. Finding that constant motivation and, and those things that allow you to keep making a change day in day out like <clears throat> we use the the phrase that we're experts in behavior change because we want to see people who come in they want to achieve x and we go well how can we change their behavior to get them to that nice. and motivation like I said is one of the biggest issues because motivation ebbs and flows it goes up and down there's some days where we we wake up and we're like shit shit i can't wait to to get out of bed today and get moving and some days you wake up and you're just like oh not again I've yeah. got to get out of bed totally. I'm in the middle of winter it's pitch black it's 20 past 5 and I've got to get out of bed and, and get to work but one of the and like I'm a big quote guy so like I tend to have little quotes that keep me going or that kind of remind me of why I do what I do but I think the biggest thing for motivation and for change is action kickstarts that motivation so your right. action you actually getting out of bed and getting to work drives that motivation like no one regrets, I guess, going for a walk afterwards. Go, oh, I wish I didn't spend that 20 minutes going for a walk. No, no. one reg- regrets going to the gym. I wish I didn't go and train for that half an hour. Yeah. No one, if they get up and they're going to do something that they're passionate about, something they love, no one goes, oh, I wish I stayed in bed. Because once we actually, once we actually use that action to drive the motivation, we're motivated for the rest of the day or for the next session or for whatever it is. And I'm sure it's probably very, very similar with you guys when... If you, if you get someone in who's, I guess, self-conscious and scared of putting themselves on a recording or, put, or, or singing in front of other people, yeah. then once they do it, very rarely do they actually regret it. They're, they're, that's a learning point for them and it's a learning experience for them where they go, well, here's what I didn't do very well, but here's what I did do very well. Totally. Here's how I can improve and get better. I like that. And sometimes it's not even about that. It's like, just, you did it. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. that's enough motivation. You learn from it, yeah. we go again. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, that motivation is probably our hardest thing, and especially yeah. from a movement point of view and an exercise point of view. And we talk about holistic well being, being, you know, your sleep, your stress, your food and nutrition, not being in pain, all of these different things. But this time of the year is horrible for motivation True. because it's cold, it's wet, it's dark in the mornings, it's dark at night. And we tend to have that kind of winter blues, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So finding those those little wins that, and like I said, it's like I said before, it's simple. It's not easy. Yeah. But finding those little wins and those little things that keep driving you to improve and to be better and to move through those steps to get to where you want to get to, um, that's where it comes from. And if we if we have a goal that means enough to us for us to make those little changes and make those extra steps, then we're going to get there. But if we have a goal that kind of half ass, and we don't know if we really want it or anything like that that's where we can fall down yeah and i think finding the ability to set those goals the right way and to actually identify what it is you really really want that's going to get us there and we ask the question what are your goals but then we ask why and we we keep keep pestering and going why 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 and usually it ends up being something really simple like i don't want to be in pain anymore or I want to feel better about myself or I want to make the world a better place. And once we identify what that why is, then we can start, all right, let's work towards it. And everything they do comes back to that little why, which keeps that motivation going. That's awesome. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, like, I like what you said about like asking why. I feel like, 
feel like the best thing to do is quit. I feel like the worst thing to do is to not question something. Yeah. Like, it's people like, oh, you don't want to question everything. But it's like, yeah, imagine if you did. Imagine if you're like, yeah, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. imagine like what you get down to. You get down to like the root of everything. You'd be like, okay, I'm doing this because yeah. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, I love that you dive into people's goals because it could be so easy to just be like, cool, I got your goal. Let's, let's yeah. make it happen. I want, I want to get fitter. Well, why do you yeah. want to get fitter? What does that actually mean to you? Um, because I think too many people do things because they think they should or they think they have to or it's, right. it's someone else's preconceived notion that well you should be skinnier or you should be doing this job or you should be doing right. this and, and it doesn't stop at exercise like it's what you do for work what you do totally. when, in your free time all these little things that if we're just doing something because someone else wants us to do it or because we feel as though someone else wants us, wants us to do it we're not going to have that underlying motivation and drive to get there but if we actually stop and think well why am I in this job that I hate? And you don't have a good reason. Well, what do I want to do? Mm. And most people, and you might not know what that what you want to do. But if we can start going, well, what's going to get me to knowing? Um, we use a little three-step process with goals, and usually that third step doesn't open itself up until we hit the first step, right. or until we hit the second step, and then that third step starts opening up, and that fourth cool. step starts opening up, and then we can start getting there. Right. So, like for example, I know where I want to take Virtus in, you know, five, ten, fifteen years. I don't know all the steps, no. but I know that the next step is improving certain little things that happen day to day that will help me get there. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's something that, it's a process. That's awesome. Yeah. There's no quick answer. Yeah. There's no quick fix. Anything worth, worth having isn't yeah. going to happen straight away. And if there's anything I've gotten out of this podcast, it's like that we keep referring back to like the high idea of like simple but not easy. It's yeah. the same thing. It's like <laughs> simple is the fact that I know where we're going to go. The easy yeah. part is yeah. there. It's like yeah. you've got to take the process to get there. You know? Yeah, exactly. And we go back to what we're doing here. If someone wants to improve and we could go swimming, uh, to singing, sorry. If someone wants to improve what they're doing, well, yeah, well, we want to, if they want to lose weight, we need to eat better food and fuel your body. We need to move more often. We need to make sure we're sleeping. We need to make sure we're not stressed. We need to make sure that we're hydrated all day. But And they're simple things, but they're so hard to tick all those boxes and to keep ourselves motivated and moving towards it. Yeah. So, just, yeah, it takes, takes a little bit of time. Yeah, that's awesome. What's your, end, the approach. What's your end goal? My end goal? Yeah. Uh, I think my end goal, and I'm going to talk like holistically, not just... Um, not just uh, in terms of like in-zone because I think yeah. like my end goal is like beyond that. You know? yeah, cool. and, um, for me, my end goal is like I've always lived by this idea that like um, if I can create, if I can be a part of something that creates ch- cultural change for the rest of my life, I'm stoked with that. Like, awesome. And I had someone ask me the other day because obviously I studied youth work and work with young people. They're like, what happens when you get old? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, good point. No, I was like, yeah, look. I don't, my, my passion isn't young people. Like, yeah. personally, my passion is the change. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, so there might come an end time to that, like, where I can't wake up in the morning and go to a school every day because they're like, who is this old fart teaching me about bullying? <laughs> you know, he doesn't know the internet. Yeah. Um, but then, who knows? Like, I might be in, in a, you know, a, somewhere else creating change. And, um, and then... For, even for example, like when, you know, I've always already felt like when I get like an old person, I feel like with my nature, I'll still be like in the nursing home and be like, all right, guys. <laughs> Here's how, how we're going to improve. How can we do something creative yeah, today? You know, like, I think that's the end goal. And um, it's, it goes back to like my favorite saying that I randomly said in a speech one day, which was like, trust me, passion looks good on you. I feel yeah. like if you wear it all the time, your job doesn't, uh, it's not that it doesn't matter, but it's that you always go to the job that's right in that time. Yeah. You know, it might not be the same thing. Like... You know, Virtus might be around for the next hundred years, hopefully, for you guys. Hopefully. You know, but yeah. for other people, maybe like, you know, for Project Rocket, for example, like, I don't know if I'll be there for the next hundred years, yeah. but 
the next thing that I move to will still be in the same kind of yeah. area. And yeah. I think Instone's the same. Like, I'd love it to be around for the next 100 years, but who knows? Like, you know, it might not be, or it might be, but um, the end goal for me is to continue to make culture wherever you go. Like, continue to... And it's not up to you to make the culture. It's up to you to inspire other people yeah, to create that culture. And if that means you have to let go of something because someone else is taking it or someone else has got the culture better than you, yeah. you've got to be prepared to, be, to swallow your pride. And be yeah. like, okay, my pride says I created this, but also my pride says that that was the goal yeah. and I've done it. Tick that box and move on. Yeah, you can run with that goal. I'm going to move yeah. on and start to inspire someone else now to create culture. Yeah. So that was a long-winded answer. No, that's a good answer. because you think... got me all like, revved up about it. So <laughs> good. Sorry about that. Well, too, too many people go, well, like, and I, I could very easily fall into the trap of, well, this is Virtus, this is what I do. My yeah. goal is Virtus. But Virtus, Instone, um, Project Rocket, they're all just vessels of improving yeah. this certain area that we want to improve and yeah. improving this part of society or the environment or the culture and f- and using this as, well, Virtus is how I help people exhibit positive behavioural change because that's what we do. Um, Instone is you helping people become more creative and mm. understand what it is that makes them tick. So I think when that's a, that was a really good answer because coming back to this is why I do it and like I think I try and think really deeply about my why and there's a book by Simon Sinek it's called Start With Why that's actually sitting on the desk over there that that I like I try and come back to fairly regularly because if you remember why you do something it makes it so much easier to get to where you want to get to and that comes with work you know personal life professional life everything so it's really really important that's awesome I've got a few questions for you and it can have everything to do with what we've spoken about or, or nothing or nothing right, go you can go it. wherever you want and have a sip of coffee while I think <laughs> Good. Go it helps me think too if you could give teenage you one piece of advice what would it be yeah that's um, I've thought about this good because um, I work with teenagers every day my one piece of advice to myself if I could go back would be like yeah. stop trying to be cool yeah like, just be you just be yourself man yeah. like I spent, so, and I'm sure there's a lot of us doing this, but you spend so long just trying to fit in. And yeah. it's, so, it's human nature. Like, we want to fit in. Of course yeah, of course. Um, but I just wish I could, like, for example, I, I can, like, really remember, like, hanging out, like, at school with, like, a group of people that were, like, they were the cool kids, you know, I was part of that group. But they will do some things I disagree with. But also, I really just wanted to be in the music room, just, like, geeking out, playing some piano and, like, yeah. making up stuff. Yeah. That I would pretend like I wasn't. It's not, and it's not that there's anything wrong with either of those. Yeah. My advice to my teenage self would be: just do what you want. Like, if that's the thing that you get, makes you every day go, ah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I should have been doing it. Yeah. Like, instead 100%. of being like, I can't play footy, but let's go pretend. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, this is not what I want to do, so yeah. let's go do what I want to do. Yeah. It's yeah. that's yeah. That's it's hard to narrow that down. Yeah. But that's, it's that's easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. And so many people do it, but good answer. Yeah. What's the nicest thing you've ever done for someone? Oh. <sighs> These aren't meant to be easy questions. No, you've you <laughs> nailed it, right? I need two coffees for this sensor. Uh, the nicest thing I've ever done. It's so hard. I, I, I always grapple with the idea of like not realising that you're nice. <laughs> like being like, oh, I've done nice things. Um, oh, the nicest thing that I've done, single thing. Or, or I can, yeah, I can elaborate on the... Yeah. The nicest thing. Um, I think... Oh... I'm, I, I love believing in, in people. I think that's an... And, and if that's... Yeah. If, and genuine. I think yeah. you can tell if someone's authentically believing in what you're saying or if they're yeah. like, oh, that's great. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. But I generally do. Like, when I meet people, I'm like, wow, what you're doing is awesome. Like, how can I support you or, like, get behind you on that? Yeah. And um, if that's, like, 
and that's kind of collective. Like, I just, it's not everyone. I mean, you're not going to meet everyone and be like, I yeah. believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Like, but you do meet a lot of people where you're like, well, that's awesome. That's like, cool. how can I get behind you? And I think that's the nicest thing you could do with someone. I think if everyone had someone believing in them, like, that much, imagine, like, take the, the idea of, like, the passion, the simple thing that isn't yeah. easy, and then one person that's going, yeah, cool. Yeah. Do it. Like, yeah. just pull the trigger and, and make it happen. I'm going to be there to make sure you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, like, the accountability option. Like, yeah. Imagine that, like everyone would be doing it because they'd have that one person to rely on that can be like, and I, I guess that's kind of what you guys do as coaches. Yeah, it's like they might be like, oh, I can't do it, and you're standing there going, you're gonna do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I know you don't think you can, but right now no, you're I can't do it. it. And then they do it, you know. And then they tick it off and a big yeah. smile on their face, and they're like, totally. oh, I can do it because totally. we we all tell ourselves we can't do things and things yeah. like that. One of my favorite, like, stop, I'm stealing your your answer a little bit, but oh, no, one of my favorite things that ha- has happened in here probably we've probably got four or five now is clients of mine that have been in a different job or something like that and they've come to me and gone I want to do what you do they they see that the passion that we have every day and they find their passion in something very similar yeah. and they come in and say I want to do what you do and seeing them actually and I'm there as I guess their support network or their someone to keep them accountable to yeah. they want to make that change but we've I've had probably four or five clients go from doing what they do day to day to being coaches and personal trainers That's and awesome. performance coaches and things like that and all it takes is someone to go, I believe in what you do and I believe that if you want to do it, you'll work hard enough to get there and yeah. they've been able to make that change and yeah, I think too many people sit there in a job they don't like mm. or doing something that they're not passionate about because they feel as though they don't have another another option yeah. um, and it doesn't take that much and yes, you might be uncomfortable and I, and I guess we all have responsibilities that if, is it worth giving up those responsibilities or putting those responsibilities yeah. in jeopardy to get where we want to? And, you know, most of the time it's a resounding yes. There's going to be obviously times where people have families and different things that are going on. But if we actually find what we want to do and move towards yeah. it, it's never going to be, oh, it's most of the time it's going to be positive. Yeah, I love that. Next one. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Go. What is success to you? Whoa. Jeez, you really, na- you really nailed these hard questions. I like these questions. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you give these to everyone? Uh, so I, I mix it up a little bit. Yeah. All right. What does success mean for me? I think it goes back to that. Um, the, what was the first question you asked me? Uh, if you could give teenagers one piece of advice. Yeah, yeah, I think it goes back to like success for me is like if I could if and like obviously we've been speaking a lot about like Project Rocket and Inkstone, but like I always try and like you go back to the why am I doing it? And yep. it's like I think for me success isn't like monetary, like or hey look what we've created. Like, yeah. Here's my brand. Yeah. Which is that's cool. It's a part of it. Yeah. But, to me, this success doesn't lie there. Like, um, if I can live more authentically every day, yeah, and stick by those things, even like when you said, even when it's hard, and there's that moment of like, no, this, isn't, this? this isn't easy. Like, yeah. but if I keep pushing through, then like success doesn't matter where you get to, but the success is that you've done it. Yeah, the success is, isn't the end result. Success is the part that got you to the result. Exactly. And because once you get to the result, what's going to happen? You're going to yeah. go, I want more. I want something else. Which is right. That's like human nature, right? Yeah. It's like, but we're like that sometimes if our goal is money or our idea of success, to me anyway, I'm not speaking for everyone on the yeah. who's listening. But um, if you got this far, congrats. <laughs> um, but like, you know, a lot of people might be like, oh, my goal this year is to make 100K. Yeah. You know, and they might make 100K. They get to 100K, they're like, I've spent it all. I need you want 120K, you 120, want 140 yeah. yeah. Which is fine, but it's like, your goal is monetary it's actually physical I think yeah. if we all our goals aren't physical goals like my goal is to be authentic or my yeah. goal is to be honest or then that striving for more is really healthy yeah because 
the successes in the part that got you to that moment. Yeah, and you actually enjoy that every day and being and doing what you do. Yeah, I think yeah, and I think you're saying that even when we go back to what you were saying before about the clients that have come back to you and have changed. Yeah, like even for them, I'm sure every day their success looks completely different now. Yeah. Like, and they might have thought at the time that their success is the goalpost. I'm doing this job, and this is going to be my success point. And yeah. it's like by meeting you and and getting a part of the culture, they've gone. You know what? Actually, no. That's like, not what success is. It's something success different. for me is X. Yeah. This and you know, success looks different on anyone. Definitely. But um, but yeah. Anyway, I'll rant about that. No, one, so answer. let's move on. What's the last book you read, start to finish? Oh, I'm a terrible reader. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, I listen to a lot of like audio podcasts. Yeah. All right, what was hey. the main? Okay, teaching point in the last podcast you listened to. Okay, the last podcast I listened to. I actually listened to one on the car. In, on the car. In the, in the <laughs> sat, car. sat on top of the car and listened to a I podcast. I wasn't sitting on my car. Um, <laughs> no, in the car, and it was about the music industry in Nashville, yeah. uh, which is so removed from me. I've never been there. But, um, and I think they're like the biggest, uh, I'm trying to think of like the biggest takeaway that I went, ah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it was like it was an interview with like a band manager, like someone who like manages bands every day. Yeah. Um, I think they said this thing. It's like a lot of people come over and they just want anything to do with that industry. They're like, I'll just do anything. Like, yeah. Give me any job. I just want a foot in the door, which is awesome. Like, foot in the doors are great. But I think the learning was like, no. She was like, she's like, no. If you tell me that, like, that's no. I want you to tell me exactly what it is you. This want. is what I want to be doing. And I think that was my biggest learning. It's yeah. like, you know what? Like sometimes we can be so broad. Like oh, as long as I do something in the field of. <laughs> X. Yeah. Every you first know. year exercise science yeah. student, I love sport. Yeah. And that's it. Like, totally. And I'm sure it's probably the same for, for most music degrees. Yeah. I just love music. Well, yeah, you love music, but what is it that you totally. really want to do? What are you really passionate about? Yeah. What will you bang down the door to, to yeah. get? Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, if you go back to music, there's people like that. And it's like, they come down to it, they're like, oh, I love songwriting. Yeah. But, well, that's completely different to just yeah. learning, doing a guitar degree. Like, you need to think, how can I use my guitar degree to be a songwriter, you yeah. know, I thought that was the biggest learning. Good. Um, yeah. Who are your biggest influences? Ooh, that's a really good question. So I, I got a few. I think the biggest influences, or well, my like um, bosses at work, the two sisters, they're yep. massive influence on me. Like I feel like Instone wouldn't have even been a thing. Yeah, that's um, cool. If I wasn't a part of their culture first. Um, and then also like in other fields, I love Casey Neistat, who's a video blogger. Love him. Yeah. Heaps of people love him, but like also I don't want to sound like I'm on a bandwagon. But I don't know. He just he's got this. Well, one he always rants about creativity, which I like. Yeah. But also I can just see how much he's creating culture change just by yeah. doing a vlog every day. Yeah. It's like just cool videos. That's crazy. Yeah. Like you can actually create people to be inspired just by showing them what you do. Which yeah. is cool. Um, and then a singer named Alan Stone. Um, and he's from the US, but he's this he's a soul singer. And um, I've been to a few of his shows when he's come down. But he's got this real humble approach to music where he's like, not only do I love music, but I'm going to play 300 shows a year because it's about the audience. It's yeah. about, like, how do I connect with you guys? I was born with a gift to connect with people, and this is how I'm going to do it. And I thought that was That's so really cool. cool. So many musicians like, I'm going to make cool songs, and you're going to buy it. He's not expecting you to buy it. Yeah, he's just he like, just, I'm just going to rock up, and I'm going to play my best. You're going to have the best night of your life, yeah. and then we do it again tomorrow night. Which is inspiring. Yeah. You know, so someone like that inspires me. Um, can I ask you the same question? Who are you looking at? It's a good question. I haven't thought of, a, thought of an answer to this question. Yeah. Um, my influences, <clears throat> probably recently over the last probably two years, it's been, it's been Joe Rogan yeah. as one of them. Obviously, this is he's one of the reasons I started this podcast. Yeah. He's someone that you see his passion or you hear his passion every time he talks to all the different people he talks yeah. to. And I guess the thing I love about 
him is yes he shares some of my values and things but he talks to so many different people right. about so many different things so I guess it opens up all of these different avenues and parts of the world and parts of society that you don't really know exists before you hear it yeah um, and you know he's probably pretty similar in terms of the amount of shows like you hear about how, how many shows he does and yeah. he does almost every night he does he's up to like a thousand podcasts and things like that and you're just like <laughs> far out it's just that constant accu- accumulation and he talks so much about what he's passionate about and what he loves doing so he's probably one of my biggest influences outside of, I guess, my environment, which is, yeah. which is kind of cool. Like, I love jumping in the car even just for 10 minutes and listening to part of his podcast. Yeah. Um, my biggest influences in terms of strength and conditioning and what I do day-to-day, first of all, the people around me. So all of our coaches and, awesome. and Greg, our physio, and Ash, our myo, and Brooke, our Pilates instructor, everyone around me day-to-day influence me to be better and help me improve clients is probably a big one as well like you yeah, said before every, totally. like that's what I love about coaching like I'll work to the bone to see more people with coaching because every hour you get to spend some time with someone you get to hear about their day hear about their week you get to learn from them as well as helping them improve yeah so that's a big one um, strength conditioning coaches all around the world that I listen to podcasts things like that so Joe DeFranco Mike Boyle um so there's so many Christian yeah. Woodford is one a big one down at local um, yeah all the all of the coaches that I've learnt from over the last seven or eight years of being in the industry or thinking about moving into the industry they're probably the ones um, yeah I, I could yeah, go on forever yeah um, it's funny that right like people yeah. think about their influences like even that, listening to you say those I was like I've given you like three that I like think about but only because it's like I watched one of Casey's videos before I was listening <laughs> yeah. to Alan Song on the way here yeah. and it's like you know what, like those influence, you know, there's so many. Yeah. Like, and, and it depends yeah. on what part of my life they influence me in. Like, like I'm f- like a fairly opinionated person on a lot of different things and I love listening to like scientists and yeah, cool. um, like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, Lawrence Krauss and, yeah. and Richard Dawkins and stuff like that. And he- hearing them talk about their experiences and the way they look at the world kind of just opens things up for me. And I guess anyone, an influencer for me is anyone that can make me think. And awesome. there's everyone can do that. Like yeah. you, you've done that today. So that's that's yeah. really cool. That's I think that's what it is. Like influences are simple. Like yeah. it's these thoughts. Like if they're making you think more, then that's that. That's an influence. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Even if it's just a quote or yeah. a, you know, like we've got a we got lots of quotes up on our wall, but there's a couple of Aristotle ones and, yeah. and hearing or reading one of his quotes and then going, I'm going to watch a documentary on Aristotle. Like yeah. little things like that. They go, how can how can this influencer help me? or influence me to improve my life awesome. and it's as simple as that I always say like you've got to be um, influenced to influence it's yeah like good yeah. you've got to inf- you got to be influenced by someone first before yeah, you course. can then go oh I've changed my thought now I'm going to influence yeah. other people about yeah. this you know? yeah and that cool. ability to take in information and say oh what I had or what I believed beforehand yeah. wasn't the right thing yeah. and move forward and you grow from that that's yeah. so important so many people get stuck in this is what I know and this totally. is what I know and that's it that's why I think like open mindedness is such a key yeah. for you like if you can if you can actually have genuine open mindedness like yeah. wow you're learning just goes because <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden you're like yeah. hey you know what like that yeah. changed my thinking I was wrong you know yeah. yeah I did like I do little two three minute clips on how we can be better every day and yeah. part of this podcast just the be better series and one of them was here's three things we need to say more often we need to say I don't know uh, I was wrong and we need to be able to ask for help and That's those awesome. are three things and one of the things that uh, my first business Build and Burn which is basically like the preconception of Virtus yeah. um, 
my favourite saying was strength is king. Yeah. And, you know, now we are, here we are a couple of years later and no, I was wrong. Strength isn't king. Yeah. Strength is incredibly important. Everyone needs to be strong, but movement comes, comes first. And totally. Being able to learn and being able to improve from that, has that that's what influences me to be better. Yeah. That's really, really that's simple. Awesome. All right, a couple of favourites for you. Go. What's your favourite quote? My favourite quote is Jimi Hendrix's quote. Um, I feel like quotes change all the time, but, but it's the one that stuck with me the most, and it's, yep. um, to change the world, we must first change our mind. Good. Totally like. good. Favourite movie? Or School of Rock. It's so, it's so, I don't know, it's such a cliche, but I, I, I feel like if you put that movie on, I'm going to recite the entire Yeah, thing. good. There's so many good one-liners. I watched yeah. it again the other day and be like, oh. And it relates to what you do day to day. Totally. <laughs> I just remember being, being the same age as the kids on that movie being like, I want him to teach my class. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I love that movie. Awesome. Favourite recording artist of all time? Ooh. Which is a big question for someone in your position. That's a huge question. Oh, favourite, oh, of all time. Yeah. Oh, this is going to like divide, no matter the answer, isn't mm. it? Um, You're allowed one answer. Wow. Wow. This is probably the biggest question you've asked this whole podcast. <laughs> so, you know, for me. Um, it's so different because you, like, you, could, you could be like Elvis because like Elvis did Beatles because they all created change or like yeah. Michael Jackson. But for me, biggest recording artist of all time. Favourite. Actually, for me, the, my favourite is John Mayer. Who's like a, yeah, cool. And a lot of people like, just think he writes swoon songs, but he, um, he's a great guitarist so, cool. and he's recorded a lot of music. Yeah. Not all good. <laughs> so for me, it's, that's my favourite because he yeah. just keeps working. Nice. Ah, hard question. Favourite hobby day to day if you have spare time, what do you do? What I do in my spare time, uh, I really love to. Uh, I, I love anything that uses my brain a little bit more. Yeah. Um. So I like to write, uh, or things like that. I've been recently getting into like writing like spoken word poems. Cool. Um, which I've never done before. Uh, just did one once and was like, oh, that was that was cool. That's awesome. Um. So yeah, I really enjoy like trying to write thoughts or like it's something different. Yeah, like you said, like if I can start to think differently or listen to things and then write about it. Yeah. Instead awesome. of writing a song, because that's what I do every day. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's really cool. Last one. Go. If you could give one every human on earth one personality trait, what would it be? Kindness. Good. Um, and that's pretty broad, that's why I chose that. But yeah, kindness. Yeah, awesome. Good answer. I think it changed the world. Where can people find your stuff? Where can people learn about InStone and learn cool. about Project Rocket and things like that? Awesome. Well, they all have a website, so InStone is InStone Creative, one word, InStone, one word, creative.com. It's actually a new website, launched this week, um, which is cool. Uh, and then Project Rocket is projectrocket.com.au. Rocket spelled R-O-C-K-I-T. Not, Good. Not yeah. like a rocket that goes into the sky. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can pretty much find any links to other things that way. Like on Project Rocket, you can link to the YouTube, which we did with Google. And um, on Instone, you can find all the other socials and stuff. So yeah, Good. just go on the website. Awesome. Thank you very much. It's a lot of fun. It's been so good. I feel inspired. Good from you. Thanks for having me. Well done. Cheers.